dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creeds. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created each other. Timeouts. Adams gives it back to Russ. Deep shot. Get it! What a perfect ending to a historic day! guys enjoyed that and welcome to a special Sunday night episode of Addressing the Nation. Let's get right into it. So first off I just wanted to start off by talking about NFL Week 15 reactions. Now I was not able to put out an episode on Friday due to scheduling but I am here to give my reactions not my picks because the games have already been played. So first off I just wanted to talk about one thing the sad sack of shit Dolphins that I root for. It's time for a new quarterback. It's becoming a joke right now. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Dolphins need a new quarterback, and I just wanted to talk about two options. I know that I have no influence on what's going to happen, and my luck, they're just going to bring back Ryan Tannehill for another year. Can we please look at drafting Dwayne Haskins or at least signing Nick Foles? He'll be a free agent this summer. I mean, he just played a great game against the Rams, a game that I don't even think Carson Wentz could have won. Please, just please, Miami, do something. This is bad. It's really bad. <laughs> Anyways, I don't I don't want to talk about the Dolphins. They lost to the Vikings 41 to 17. Just a complete demolishment. 
Is demolishment a word? Eh, it's a word now. Um, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts. 23-0. Whoo-wee! What a smackdown that was. Oh, my gosh. Now, you could see that the Colts would win this one really easily just by the way the game got started off with the Cowboys blocked field goal. But, man, you would have thought they would have put up a better fight than zero points the whole game. I mean, geez. Dak, 24 for 39, zero touchdowns, one interception. It's not like Luck had some crazy game either. He was only 16 to 27, no touchdowns, no interceptions. They just got it done on the ground. They really did. They just ran the hell out of that ball. Marlon Mack, 139 yards, two two touchdowns. That's good. Uh, Yeah, that's really good. I just can't believe that the Cowboys really laid down like that. I mean, you can make the excuse that they aren't really playing for anything because they kind of have the NFC East locked up, although they took a step back today. That, that's got to be worrisome that a team like that will just take the pedal off the gas, though. Five-game winning streak coming into the day. That's not how you want to play. So I would be weary of the Cowboys right now. The Eagles won, obviously, today with Nick Foles behind the, behind the saddle. That's how you say it. Really impressive win. So let's talk about that. The Philadelphia Eagles hanging on by a thread to whatever little chance they have of making the playoffs in the wild card spot. They win against the L.A. Rams, who I'm starting to worry about. They've lost two in a row now. They lost to Chicago last week on Sunday Night Football. And tonight on Sunday Night Football, they lose at home to Philadelphia, who has not been good. But I'm starting to question if Carson Wentz is just not as good as Nick Foles because every time Nick Foles goes in, it seems like the offense improves. Now you can say, oh, well, Carson Wentz was hurt this year and if he would have been in there last year for the playoffs, they would have won. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about that. That's something we can debate. You can always just hit me on the Snapchat, whatever, Instagram, Twitter, message me because I, I'm i not 100% sold on Carson Wentz being better than Nick Foles. I mean, when you go and win a Super Bowl and be the Super Bowl MVP, that's a that's a hell of a thing. I don't even know Carson Wentz could do that, so... I don't know. If I'm Philadelphia, I got to take a long, hard look off at the at this this offseason. Do you want to go with the proven quarterback in Nick Foles? Or do you want to go with, I would say, somewhat unproven young quarterback? I mean, Carson Wentz has been in the league now. This is his third year. Injuries is piling up quickly. It's never a good sign for a young quarterback. We'll just have to wait and see, though. We will have to wait and see. New England, Pittsburgh. Now, this was the game everybody had circled as a, oh, the Patriots are going to go into Pittsburgh and beat them again, and for good reason, because the Patriots have basically dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers, just like my team, the Dolphins, have dominated New England at home. So, it was understandable going into this week thinking, oh, it's over before it even starts, but that didn't happen. Man, was that a strange game. Very low scoring. 17-10, the final. Pittsburgh won, if you hadn't already seen it was an ugly, ugly game, but it was a fun game to watch because, you know, at some point you felt like either Brady or Roethlisberger was just going to go off and it would become a blowout, but that didn't happen. The defenses really kept it close. And as much as as much shit as the New England defense gets for not being good this year, they played great today. They really held, uh, they held Roethlisberger in check, and 
I know that they're, uh, they they didn't do well with the running game because Samuels, I don't even know his first name, Jalen Samuels had 142 yards rushing. So that, I mean, I've always said that the Pittsburgh offense is tailor-made for any running back. There, It's basically plug-and-play with running backs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Le'Veon Bell and James Conner are great individual backs, but I just feel like that system, really anybody could go in there and not be a pro bowler, but be solid and serviceable at the very minimum. Because, I mean, Jalen Samuels, I've never heard of him before. I'm not even sure how long he's been in the league, if he's been in, if he's a rookie or not. Okay, yes. So he's a fifth-round rookie out of North Carolina State, 22 years old. So I don't know if they had any I had any hopes of playing him this year at all. I mean, starting out the season thinking Le'Veon's going to play and then James Conner was the backup. I'm sure that Jalen Samuels was never in the plan to actually play, let alone start in Week 15 against the Patriots in a big, big, big playoff-implicated game. But he did, and he played great. So credit to Jalen Samuels. Credit to Mike Tomlin for getting them together. Just the whole team. I mean, they really could have fallen apart here, but they came out, they won. They beat New England. Now we can make all the excuses we want for Tom Brady. Oh, his receivers aren't good. Oh, his running backs aren't good. Oh, his defense sucks. Oh, Belichick sucks. I don't want to hear it. That that team's good. They have great receivers that can get open. I mean, I, I, I think it's a very underrated part of football that the receivers need to be able to get open, not just be speedy, great hands, and can leap up. I mean, being getting open is the most important thing, unless you're Calvin Johnson. You can just go up and grab anything and bring it down. But none of those guys can do that. So what they do is they get open. I'd say that's pretty nice for a quarterback to have your receivers get open all the time. So I don't want to hear that he has terrible skill position players because that's just not the case. And I think Bill Belichick can coach a damn good defense. I, I, do, I don't think he's the greatest coach of all time. Neither do I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. But that's just coming from a biased Dolphins fan, if you want to say that. We could also just say that I'm logical, unlike some people in the media. But that's fine. That's what I'm here for. Here to give it to you real raw, uncut, baby. <laughs> uh, no. Pittsburgh played a great game. New England. I'm starting to worry about them, man. I, I, I'm I'm glad. I shouldn't say I'm worrying. I, just, I should just say, if you're a Patriots fan, you should worry. Two in a row. Last week, they lost on the Miracle. Usually, they come out and win games after they lose, like, a, a very big upset like they did last week. You would expect them to come out and be all business, but... Pittsburgh won. Credit Mike Tomlin. They won. The Pittsburgh Steelers won 17-10. It's going to be fun the rest of the season, how it plays out. Pittsburgh goes to New Orleans next week. Whew, that's going to be a good game. That is going to be a really good game. All right, next up, let's talk about... You know, let's talk about this for a second. Washington and Jacksonville, 16-13 was the final on a... Dustin Hopkins, 36-yard field goal. What the hell is Josh Jackson, or Josh Johnson, excuse me, doing in the league? What the hell is he doing in the league? I don't. I know that they won. He had a somewhat good game, 16-25, 151 yards passing. One touchdown, 93.9 passer rating. Come on, you got to be kidding me. Really? I mean, I pride myself on feeling like I know about... 80 to 90% of the league and the players in it. I've I never heard of this guy before. They they said before this year the last time he threw a regular season pass attempt was in 2011. 
The NFL was a whole different league in 2011. I mean, the whole world has changed since 2011. But how in the hell he has a job is beyond me. But credit to him, they won. They beat the gosh damn awful Jacksonville Jaguars. 4-10 and ten they are. The wheels are falling off that bus quick and fast and in a hurry. Jalen Ramsey's already talking about how he's not worried about the coach's job security. He's only worried about his. Whew, I don't want to hear that. I am If I'm a fan of Jacksonville, I do not want to hear that. Because it seems like they might just clean house and start over even though they're just, be, they're just beginning or they should be just be in the beginning phase of a dynasty here. I mean, they're so talented. It's just a joke that they were able to fall apart this quickly. And it shows that they're not really that well coached if they could fall apart this quickly. I mean, they were one drive away from the Super Bowl last year. And look at them now. 4-10. and 10. Whew, that's bad. The Dolphins play them next week. I don't even know if I'm going to watch because I'm done with the Dolphins. But, hmm, I feel bad. I'm sorry for all the Jaguars fans that thought that the losing days were over with. It looks like they're right back here. Last game I want to talk about real quickly. Green Bay and Chicago. Chicago clinches the NFC North for the first time since 2010. Aaron Rodgers. Man, it's not looking good, Aaron. I'm starting to worry about him. I really am. I'm starting to question his leadership abilities. I know that Mike McCarthy was a terrible coach, but he got fired. And I know Joe Philbin's a terrible head coach, and he's the interim right now. Man, you got to put up a better fight than that. I mean, jeez. What, what did he have? 274 yards on 25 out of 42 completion. Zero touchdowns, one interception. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. I'm a big fan, man, but it's, it's not going to cut it. That's, that's just not going to cut it. And I also want to talk about Thursday night. We had a great Thursday night game. The L.A. Chargers visited the Kansas City Chiefs. AFC West divisional matchup Thursday night. Final score, 29-28. If you missed that, I hope you didn't because that was a great game. Phillip Rivers, wow, he played great in the second half. They they could not score it for their life in the first half, but, man, they, they came alive in the second half, so the Chargers did. And it seems like the predictable demise of the Andy Reed, an Andy Reid-led team in late December is becoming a true once again. You know, the excuse this year would be, oh, he's got a new quarterback. That was Alex Smith's fault the past few years, but man. It's hard to say panic because the the Chiefs are still 11-3. and But that's not a good sign when the Chargers also are 11-3 and vying for a first-round bye. You can't give both of them a first-round bye. One of them's going to get a wild card. So the Kansas City Chiefs need to step it up quick, fast, and in a hurry. They play Seattle in Seattle next week on Sunday night. And Kansas City has a somewhat easy schedule. I would say the game against the Ravens will be hard. And the Broncos will play them tough. But, man, Kansas City, I, I'm, I'd i be worried. I'd be a little more worried about Kansas City than I would be New England at this point. Even though Kansas City has the better record. Because we've seen this before with Kansas City. The typical late season demise after they have a great start to the season going 10 and one, 11 and two, and then boom, they find a way to, they still find a way to sneak in at the top, not sneak in, but they still find a way to keep their status at the top of the AFC, but then they lose in the playoffs and it's really 
feels like we're going through that again. Like I said, you can make the excuse that oh, this is this is different now. Mahomes isn't isn't the same quarterback as Alex Smith, but the head coach matters a lot. And I'm starting to question. I'm starting to question Andy Reid. You got to pick it up. Kansas City or excuse me, LA played a great game, the Chargers. I hate to keep bringing up every week a new MVP candidate, but let's give let's give Philip Rivers some consideration. Not saying he's going to win it. I don't even know who's going to win it right now. Philip Rivers or excuse me, Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes were the front runners, but they've both been struggling lately and we're going to have to keep an eye out for who who takes over. You know, the the Saints played tonight. If you're listening on Monday, they played tonight against Carolina, so maybe Drew Brees can Make a splash on a national TV game. We'll have to wait and see. Next, I want to talk about real quickly. I had a bet a couple weeks ago. I put eh, $25 down on. I think I got good odds. I think I got plus 1500 And if you don't know what that means in the gambling world, if you put $100 down on a bet and the odds are plus 1500 that means you could win $1,500. So for me, I only put 25 down. So my winning would be $375, which is, I think, is a why I went in on this because, what, I think this is, it's kind of hard to say with Super Bowl matchups. At this point last year, we would not have been able to guess it would have been New England, Philadelphia, and it was, so I'm probably wrong, but I, and I know that this seems worse now that the Rams struggled today, but I really like this bet with the Chargers and Rams, LA versus LA Super Bowl. I just want to keep reminding you every week now, this might be a real possibility. We get an LA versus LA Super Bowl. Don't count that out. They're both really good teams, really well coached. I I know Anthony Lynn's gotten a lot of shit this year for his decision making late in games, but I think all around he's a good coach. So let's give Anthony Lynn some credit. Have to give him some credit for that win against Kansas City. Whew, that was a great game. So yes, keep a lookout for that bet that I have. You'll know that I'll be a $375 richer if we get that Super Bowl matchup. I look forward to it. I'll probably get. I got a couple of bets on here. Actually, we can talk about it real quick. I got the I got Durant signing with the Clippers. I got plus one thousand odds on that. Put twenty five down, win two hundred fifty. I got plus four hundred odds on Kawhi resigning with the Raptors. Put twenty five down, could win a hundred. And I got Bryce Harper going to the Cubs plus seven hundred odds. Put twenty five down, went up to one hundred seventy five. Man, if I could win on just one or two of these bets, I make my money back just like that. Because I put down a hundred and made all these bets individually. So please, one of you guys, please just <laughs> one of you guys make this happen. I don't know if it's gonna be the Super Bowl or Durant signing with the Clippers or Leonard signing with the Raptors or Bryce Harper signing with the Cubs. Please just let one of those happen. That'd be so great. All right. <laughs> Enough with my mini gambling addiction. I promise, Mom, I'm not gonna let it go any further than that. What the hell is going on with the NBA? We still don't know. Or I can't say that because we're getting a clearer view. But at the same time, do we really still know? Because the Lakers have been playing so much better lately, and then they lose to the Washington Wizards. Come on. The Wizards. I don't know what to make of the Wizards. They just traded Kelly Oubre for Trevor Ariza. I actually really like that trade, even though it was a debacle in the beginning because Memphis didn't know which Brooks they were giving away, Marshawn Brooks or Dylan Brooks. So that trade got nixed. And then Memphis, or no, excuse me, not Memphis, Phoenix and Washington went in direct contact. 
and made the move just straight up Doc or not Doc Rivers, <laughs> Austin Rivers and and uh, Trevor or no 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 Austin Rivers Kelly Oubre for Trevor Ariza. Boy, that's a steal by the Suns. They signed Trevor Ariza for $15 million over the offseason, basically just to get him away from Phoenix, which I love. I wish more teams would do that with competing teams. really hope somebody just wants to give Clay Thompson $200 million this offseason or Draymond Green $200 million next year. That would be just so great. Atlanta, Sacramento, one of you guys, please. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just take it for the just take one for the team so we can so separate the Golden State Warriors. Anyways, so let me get sidetracked here. Trevor Ariza to the Wizards is a good basketball fit. I like that. But I just don't know if John Wall and Bradley Beal are a good basketball fit. Even though they beat the Lakers today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played good against the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not sure Scott Brooks is a good coach. Yeah, he, he helped the Thunder kind of rise to stardom in the beginning with Durant and Westbrook. But I credit Westbrook and Durant and Harden with that more than I do Scott Brooks. I think he just got lucky where he was. Also has a great, great front office behind him. And that's proven to be true with the moves Sam Presti's continue to make for my Oklahoma City Thunder. So I'm just not sure if Scott Brooks is a good coach, and I'm not sure that Bradley Beal and John Wall are a good fit together. I mean, realistically, where would this Trevor Ariza trade put them? It's not going to move them any higher than what we already thought they were going to be. What are they, a fifth seed, sixth seed? Now, I've heard a trade out there that I've kind of really liked if... I don't even know if Miami would consider doing this, but just I don't know how the salary caps would work out. We'll basically just swap Goran Dragic for John Wall. I like that. That's a great basketball fit. Bradley Beal, Goran Dragic, and then just let John Wall hog the ball in Miami with Dwayne Wade. Ooh, that'd be a mess. But if I'm if I'm Washington, I'm getting on the phone every single day till I can get an answer on that trade because man, then we can start talking about them raising the ceiling and being top four. I mean. I, I wouldn't put them ahead of Philly. I definitely wouldn't put them ahead of Boston or Toronto. But you could, we could talk. You could talk me into putting them ahead of Indiana if they made that trade. But for now, I, it's just not a good fit. I like Trevor Ariza. I really wish the Thunder would have traded for him, but that's fine. Just as long as he wasn't going to go to the Lakers, that was cool with me. And the owner, which we'll talk about him later, made it a made it a prominent issue with the general manager to not trade him to the Lakers, which is great because they already bought out Tyson Chandler, let him go to the Lakers, and now he's actually playing valuable minutes for them. So don't help out LeBron any more than he already has been helped out. Come on. He's probably going to get some superstar free agent this summer. It'll probably be Kawhi or Duran or Anthony Davis, somebody. Don't help him out more than what he's already going to get. Somebody's going to come help him. I don't even want to talk about the Lakers. <laughs> Oh, I'm not the biggest fan, if you didn't know. Moving on. Let's see. Is there anything else we can talk about in the NBA right now? I don't know. I. It's tough. The West is so compact. There's only a seven-game difference between the first and 14th seed right now and only a four-game difference between the first and the eighth seed right now. It is so compact. If you lose two in a row, you can go all the way from first to the seventh seed, just like that. So... Denver's in first, Golden State's in second, my Thunder are in third, Lakers fourth, Clippers fifth, and by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be completely different because 
Everything's changing at a rapid pace. The East is kind of set, though. I think we kind of know who's going to be where in the East. You got Toronto 1, Milwaukee 2, Indiana 3, Philadelphia 4, Boston 5, which is surprising. Boston's been winning recently, and they're still on the lower half of the bracket. Detroit 6, Charlotte 7, Orlando 8. Now, Orlando's surprising me. I thought they would have fallen off, and Miami would have replaced them for the bottom spot, but... Orlando's been in there for a few weeks. So I think this is it. I think this we're set, kind of. Seven and a half game difference separates the first and the eighth seed. That's the same amount, basically, from the first to 14th seed in the West. So that just lets you know how much congestion there is in the Western Conference. Man, I can't tell you anything right now about the West. All I can tell you in the NBA is the Golden State Warriors are probably going to win the championship. But that's it. And thank goodness, because... Man, it was getting really old and stale having the Cavs-Warriors in the finals every year. At least we don't know who's going to be coming out the East. And hopefully next year, we'll, we won't know who will be coming out the West. Hopefully this Warriors dynasty will break up. Just as long as Durant doesn't go to the Lakers, I'm fine. Another thing I want to talk about real quick with the NBA. I got two more things, just real quick. Then we can let you go here. First, I want to say, what the hell is going on with Markel Fultz? What the hell is going on with Markel Fultz? I just read a report saying that his mom's installing security cameras in his house to monitor people that come in. And he's also making friends sign non-disclosure forms. Basically, keeping them silenced from whatever they learn or hear about from Fultz's situation. What the hell I mean, if this situation wasn't weird enough when we talked about it last week with the whole shooting motion and then him getting second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth opinions, uh, then getting finally diagnosed a year and a half later after being drafted number one overall. Now his mom, I mean, this has been going on, but now it's coming out that his mom's doing this. I don't know what to believe with Markel Fultz. Boy, am I praying for him because this does not look good if his mom's taking it to this extreme length. It can't be good. It, it was never good once we figured out that it might have been mental and more than physical that was altercating his shot. Man, I'm, I'm praying for Markel Fultz. That's all I can say. If you pray, if you believe in God, pray for Markel Fultz because this is not good. I, I can't I can't add much more to this conversation than that because when we're just talking about having to monitor people that come inside and inside out your house because you don't trust people a hundred percent and then you make people around him sign non disclosure agreements basically saying I gotta keep my mouth shut with whatever I learn. It's not it's not the best sign. So I'm praying for Markel Fultz. And now there's also rumors that Philly's torn on if they want to trade him or not between the front office and the ownership. Seems like the ownership wants to trade him and front office wants to keep him. If I remember that correctly, it might be the other way around. Ooh. Pray for Markel Fultz, man. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a keep this on the back burner for a couple of weeks in case more news comes out because I just... I even I feel bad even talking about it because I don't want to put that negative energy out there for him. I know he probably never listen will never listen to this, but you know, you just gotta feel bad. I mean, number one overall pick and you go you go from I mean, being a consensus number one overall pick to the deepest draft since LeBron's draft. 
to this. I mean, man, I'm praying for you, Markel. Whatever happens, we're all rooting for you, man. All right, lastly, I want to talk about one more thing NBA-related. Like I was saying with the Phoenix Suns owner. Dude threatened to move his the team to Seattle or Vegas if he doesn't get a new arena. And this is going to go off on a little bit of a tangent, so excuse me here. This is more non-basketball related. I am so fucking sick and tired of these owners trying to get cities to pay for stadiums. What the hell? You're a billionaire. You own an NBA franchise. Those things are like gold. Those are like, that's like, it's like the reminiscent of the gold rush back in the, what, the 1800s? I, I don't know. Excuse my knowledge of history, but you, you know what I mean. It's basically a gold mine. These NBA franchises, you're making so much money. You're already worth so much if you're able to purchase it or own it. And then you want the city to pay for a stadium, but you want it to be privately owned, but you want the city to finance it. And, ooh. and then you got the nerve to say, oh, I'm going to pick up and move the team to Seattle or Vegas. Listen, I already talked about this. I want a team in Seattle, but I don't want the fucking Phoenix Suns. That team des deserves to stay in Phoenix and belongs there. That would just be so wrong. Then we would have to go through the whole thing with Phoenix getting a new team back. I've stated clearly that I think New Orleans does not deserve a basketball team and New Orleans should be immediately moved to Seattle as soon as possible. Adam Silver needs to get off his ass and make that happen. Not the Phoenix Suns. So to the owner, I don't even remember his name, but I don't care to remember his name, but the owner of the Phoenix Suns can really piss off, honestly. He's just being a selfish little baby threatening to move. Then he backtracks his comments saying, oh, I love it. I just want to find a resolution. Either renovate your, the stadium you have now or build your own new one. You got plenty of money, man. I don't want to hear it. And you'll recoup instantly. You'll recoup money instantly on a new stadium. New stadiums are hot commodities. Money makers. Look at the Warriors. Their franchise is going to go up a billion dollars in worth just because of the new stadium they're moving into next year. Come on. Come on. You're better than this. You have to be because you own an NBA franchise. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're a trust fund kid that got daddy's money and now you own an NBA franchise. I don't know. Be better. Phoenix, they don't have high attendance right now because you haven't put a good product out there for 10 years, 10 plus years. Phoenix, don't move Phoenix. If you're going to move anybody, move New Orleans or, hell, Memphis. I don't know if I'd even want Memphis. I just think New Orleans needs to move. Worst franchise, worst home franchise in the NBA. Hell, I put Charlotte in there too. I don't know why in the hell Charlotte has a team. Still. But come on. Be better. You're better than that. All right. <laughs> that was my little tangent. You know, it's funny because I'm not even a Phoenix Suns fan and I got no love for the Phoenix Suns, but I just, I'm just so sick of these owners thinking that they can just whine until they get their way. Like the owner of the Chargers. I, Spanos, I think's his name. I mean, he cries, cries that San Diego wouldn't give him a stadium, and then he's like, okay, all right, moving to L.A., and guess what he does? Moves to L.A., and look what happens, buddy. Worst home attendance ever. And the fact that it's a twenty to 30,000-seat stadium that you're playing in, it's not even a stadium. It's a soccer field. And you can't even fill that up with your own fans. You got 90% of the opposing team's fans filling up your stadium. I mean, these owners just, just because you got a billion more dollars than me doesn't mean you're a better man than me. Come on. Stop being stop being children. 
It's all child's play. They know what they're doing, though. They just want to cut corners, make as much money as they can. Oh, move the franchise to L.A. Franchise evaluation goes up a billion dollars. It's a joke. It's a big joke, but I digress. You know, let's be happy starting the week off. Anyways, let's let's uh let's be happy. <laughs> All right. Hey, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode nine of Addressing the Nation. Wasn't able to do it Friday, but I will be back on regularly scheduled Friday and might have a special special episode the following Sunday, so next week, a week from now. I'll have to wait and see. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much for all the support. Everybody that's been sending me feedback, I appreciate it. Don't be afraid to hit my DMs or wherever. Give me constructive criticism, positive, negative feedback, whatever you got to say. I'd love to hear it. So with that said, I'm going to send you guys out with ZZ by Kodak Black, Travis Scott, and Offset. This is the song of the winter. I know usually it's song of the summer, but this is the song of the winter. This shit hot. Peace out, guys. Love y'all. See you next week. Ice water turn Atlantic Night calling in a phantom Told them hold it, don't you panic Took a island, fled the mansion Drop the roof, more expansion Drive a coupe, you can stand it Bitches undercover I'm an ass and titty lover Guess we all meant for each other Now that all the dogs free And we out in these streets Can you do it, can you pop it for me? Pull up in a demon on guard Looking like I still do fraud Flying private jet with the rod it's that Z shit, it's that Z shit Pull up in a demon on guard Looking like I still do fraud Flying private jet with the rod It's that Z shit, it's that Z shit Blow the brains out the coop Pull it on the top but I'm on mute I'ma bust her wrist down cause she cute Fuck her on the yacht, I've been a pool She an addict, addict for the lifestyle in the paddock Daddy, how you ever felt Chanel fabric? I be drippin' to death, I need a casket And we got more strikes than the rough, we foul tech em. In the middle of the field, like David Beckham All my niggas locked up for real, I'm tryna help em When I got a meal, got me the chills, don't know what happened Pop pill, do what you feel, I'm on that zombie I'm more like Gaddafi, I'm not no Gundy I'm more like I'm David Goliath running Niggas be cloned and I find it funny we the north, straight out the dungeon. The north, I go in the mouth, she comes to me nothing. 300 the watches out of your budget. Mean mugging got me clutching. Yeah, and this stick right out of Russia. Ice water turn Atlantic. Night calling in a phantom. Told them, hold it, don't you panic. Took an island, fled the mansion. Drop the roof, more expansion. Drive a coupe, you can stand it. Bridges undercover. I'm an ass and titty lover. Guess we all meant for each other. Now that all the dogs free. And we out in these streets. Pull up in a demon on guard Looking like I still do fraud Flying private jet with the rod It's that Z shit, it's that Z shit Pull up in a demon on guard Looking like I still do fraud Flying private jet with the rod It's that Z shit, it's that Z shit In a hell cat cause I'm a hell raiser Self made, I don't owe a nigga land favor When you get that money nigga keep your heart I'm sliding in a coupe, ain't got no key to start I got to follow me and BET Awards When your well run dry, you know you need me for it When I pull up in a Buick, you know what I'm doing If the police get behind me, fleeing, then you lure Sleeping on the pallet, turn me to a savage I'm a project baby, now I stay in Calabasas Like I'm still surfing, like I'm still jacking I be sipping on lean, trying to keep balance Hit that Z-Walk, dicky with my Reebok I don't say much, I just let the heat talk Your jewelry water whoop, diamonds like re-rock Baby, ride that dick like seat lock. When I stepped up on the scene, I 
that Z shit, it's that Z shit Pull up in the demon on guard Looking like I still do fraud